Hi and welcome. You are listening to the first episode of the High Art Podcast. Enjoy. What's up? This is uh, the first entry to our podcast. My name is Alvi. My name is David. And yeah, we're just going to talk about whatever. This is more than anything like a sound test just to see, you know, like how all this works. Well, well, don't don't dismiss it. To me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not no, professional. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you know what? Maybe it's like a, it's like a psychological thing where I just like, I like make my like I set myself up for failure. You're like this isn't the real one, so I just like <laughs> loosen up. Like like unless it becomes you, you do your best take when the camera's not rolling. <laughs> anyway, uh, we were gonna talk about uh, just some movies, or really generally whatever. Um, yeah, this will this will be just kind of discussion of uh, you know each time we'll just kind of talk about a piece of art we've seen that's maybe a little off, like the the beaten path maybe it's an album or or a comic book or a movie but uh yeah we're just gonna kind of talk about it for sure kind of an excuse just to do this so what do you want to start off with first we we, we watched two movies two black and white movies recently one was Hikiri um which is a a 1962 or 1963 Japanese film by uh let me look up the director right now uh Jidai Geki oh man I'm gonna completely butcher his name but uh oh Masaki Kobayashi. But but so so these are two black and white films that take place in very different settings, obviously. I mean both thematically, like physically and also time wise. Um and also when they were created, you know, the lighthouse was obviously like a breakout hit with a uh, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattison this past year. And well, well maybe maybe let's let me maybe let's break it down for those of those who don't know. Uh it's, oh. it's it's breakout. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Let's start off. Which one do you want to start off with first? Let's let's talk about the lighthouse a little bit first. Okay. What did you? Okay. First, you and first, I haven't talked about it that much. Yeah, that's true. What, 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 gut, gut reaction? Did you like it? With two percentages? No, I I so I really liked it. So I watched it real like I turned off all the lights in my apartment. I watched it late at night, just the movie, and it was really like. I, I mean, I was I was scared, and it's yeah. not like not really like a. I mean, it's a scary movie, but it's it's more tense and atmospheric than it is like a jump scare. Yeah, it was very disturbing. It had that like very real element to it, where I'm like, man, like I could go crazy, you know? Like it's, it had, it, it had really good like Lovecraftian like imagery in it. Like it made you feel like holy. Like I could see why he's going fucking insane. Yeah. Did it ever specify at any moment? Like, because uh, I know. I don't want to spoil anything. Okay, quick spoiler, but it, it did have this sort of like uh, sort of vibe to it, where, where not a vibe to it, but there was like this thematic element where it's just you didn't know how long they were actually there. I feel like they kept on changing, like how long they said they had been stuck on. Well, like, yeah, that was, that was the whole thing because because uh, Robert Pattinson's character thinks that Willem Dafoe's character is lying to him, and it, it's a point where you're like, oh, is Willem Dafoe gaslighting the shit out of him? Or is this guy going crazy? What do you think? I mean, I guess it's up to interpretation. Well, uh, I, I think at first it, it, it leans towards you thinking this guy's going crazy. But then you, I feel like more and more you, you learn to not trust Willem Dafoe. Yeah, when you find out he's lying. Um, were they both yeah. named Thomas? I can't remember the names of the characters. Oh, well, fuck. I, I, uh, <laughs> oh, anyway, oh, no. God, why didn't we do this research beforehand? <laughs> But but regardless, I, I, uh, I think it was Thomas. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on tight to 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 it being that they were both named Thomas. Um, but that wasn't something that was completely disclosed in the beginning. I think at one point, I think it was Robert Pattinson who gave like a, a pseudonym at first, and then later like uh, he he. Offered- I I remember it was like he took on the name of a guy who it's kind of a spoiler. Oh. Basically, uh, he he assumed the identity. Of uh, a man who had who had less of a past. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's not let's not say anything. Less else. of a treacherous past. <laughs> and yeah. and he he goes into that. Yeah. But uh, you know, I was kind of surprised by in it. What? Oh, um, the, the, I, I felt like the movie really had something kind of to say about about alcoholism. 
Oh, 100%. I, I honestly felt a little physically repulsed watching how much like fake alcohol they were drinking. I feel like that. Yeah, was, it was really, it was, it was kind of sickening. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's, that those are the type of actors that like would actually drink that much alcohol, you know, like the method actors. At least Willem Dafoe. I don't know. I don't know much about Willem Dafoe, but he strikes me as a character or the type of person to do that. But maybe that's just his face. Maybe I'm just making a lot of assumptions because of his face. I wish I knew a way to just like smash cut as soon as we're like, man, it's pretty sickening. Like smash cut to a video of us just like fucking hammered. Like, <laughs> Oh my god. But yeah. I don't know. Did you did you uh relate at all to the movie? Like do you felt like what what drove it home for you in the sense of I, I thought it was a great character study, you know? Like a, I, I I can't remember the name of the director either, man. This is horrible. I can't yeah, remember. I, the I, th- I think it, I think it drives it home. Uh um, oh my god, I can't remember his name either. But he uh, did the witch. He did the witch and uh did the witch did and the witch. uh the summer movie? Was it? Did he do Midsommar? Yes, yeah, I think so. Or maybe I'm... Oh, no, no, that was Hereditary. My bad, excuse me. Yeah. Um, Similar vibes, though. Midsummer or Samar. But yeah, I mean, that's like his spiel, though, is that he takes... It's by Ro- Robert Eggers. Yeah. It was like he, he takes um, sort of like uh, these early American like uh, periods and just goes really like in on 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 like studying like and making sure that they're as authentic as possible according to record and data from that time and yeah i mean i don't know i mean i I obviously i don't know what it's like to be in like the 1890s in the lighthouse but it convinced me that that he did research you don't (laughs) it's my tuesdays bro uh i i thought everything was framed with like i thought they're oh yeah frame like frames were pleasing to me in a way they're pleasing from like um oh my god why why am i blanking on the name wes anderson wes anderson oh god god, god. yeah yeah and, and that they're 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 made very aesthetic in a way and I, for, I really enjoyed that for sure i mean you know all things considered the fact that it was just basically all shot on one little tiny island like i never got tired of looking at anything you know what i mean like they did a good job of like yeah giving you different perspectives of the lighthouse or of the landscape where i was like man okay this feels refreshing this feels new like this feels like they're trying to say something different every time yeah um oh not spoiling too much i, I was talking to my uh, my sister about this and the ending um because you know how there's the bird like kind of doing the thing um <laughs> well some people you know are like oh this is this is actually kind of promethean in a way, this is almost like could be interpreted as like a, a, a kind of reinterpretation of, of the Prometheus tale. Oh, is that but, is that is that a fan that, theory? That aligned, but I felt like there were like a lot of differences. I don't know if I quite agree with that, other than that very last scene. So, well, so, you, so what you're saying is that this is a Prometheus prequel? <laughs> I'm saying this is a prequel to Ridley Scott's Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um. I think there's some elephants in the room we have to talk about, though. Oh, the mermaid vagina? I think we have to talk about the mermaid vagina. And there was, like, a decent amount of of Robert Pattinson jerking it that I, I don't know if I was... It, was... it just felt a little graphic. Maybe that was just me. but Because it's not, like, a sexy scene. It's meant to be, like, oh, my God. Like, what is this man going through? No, but it's it, that, that's one of the elements that, to me, just made it feel, like, that much more real. Because, like, I feel like it's something that's, like, at least in most movies or depictions of certain periods in time, like war movies or anything like that, that's, like, lost over pretty quickly. Like, the sort of, like, that sexual, like, need or, or, or intensity that exists. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think that's a good point. I, I don't know where. I think I was watching, like, uh, there's an army channel. Did you ever, did you know this? There's, like, a, a channel on, like, you could buy, I guess, in some sort of, like, some cable subscription, but there's, like, a, a channel, like, dedicated strictly to, like, army related like programming and it was it was it was crazy but there was like this one specific army comedian who i'm blanking completely on um but but he would cover some of like the more fucked up things like basically they would do humor related to the shit that they would see overseas and and contextualize it and sort of like you know package it in a way that that made them feel a little bit better you know just sort of dealing with the trauma of like all the deaths and 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 the morbidity that they would see and i think at one point there was a scene where they were just making fun of how common it was to kind of like jerk off in the bathroom or like be jerking off at night and like hearing gunshots, you know, because oh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they drink it to like anything, you know? Yeah. But I'm assuming a lighthouse would be pretty similar. You know, you get pretty bored. Yeah. But I really liked the, um, because, because there's a lot of weird stuff happening, but I really like that, uh, it's in the very beginning, it, it establishes that there is a mystery surrounding the top of the lighthouse and yeah. you're, you're, you're really in it. Like the whole movie, you're like, what, what the fuck's up there? Oh, for sure, man. Dude, that's crazy. Uh, I mean, I feel like staring, like if you're in that situation, though, like staring at the lighthouse must be like a really fun time. Like I, I, I almost like those shots of the light itself were kind of beautiful. Like I was like, fuck, I'd stare at it too. Right. And it has like the low, like the kind of siren wail that the lighthouse does as it's spinning. And you're like, yeah, yeah. 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 And also they had that like little hentai scene with Willem Dafoe where he turned into like an octopus. Oh, thing. yo, you're right. <laughs> okay. I don't know if it was hentai. He wasn't, it wasn't like sexual. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was crazy. That there was there was a lot of sexual like elements to this movie. Yeah, there there is because there are even moments between the two of them that seem almost like oh oh there was yeah yeah well they started fighting they started fist fighting after they like yeah. almost kissed or something yeah who 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 made the advance I think it was Willem Dafoe I think it was Willem Dafoe because because then Willem Dafoe was the first one to be like Argh. like <laughs> you know Dude. I also read a thing that uh. Uh, Willems Defoe's farts in that movie were scripted. Were scripted? Yeah. Oh. Like written in the script. Interesting. Like so and so farts right here. <laughs> I feel like it'd be weird <laughs> if they were. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy, I guess. Like, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 if they if they weren't scripted, I'd honestly be more impressed. So, like, if he was just like, oh, you know, I'm gonna take the artistic liberty here, and I'm just gonna take like a nice fat rip, you know, and just like, <laughs> like, stay in character. Oh my god, he's gonna fucking shit all over Robert Pattinson's face. <laughs> oh my god. I think to me, uh, I think both did great. I think a lot of people like look at this one as like maybe Robert Pattinson's like oh like titular like best acting role, and I think he did great. But I don't know if it's I, I think maybe I have like um, maybe I have this bias because I just like that sort of like older tough guy like archetype. But I think Willem Dafoe for me was the one who stole the show. Like I, I really liked his performance in this movie. Yeah, I I I, I love Willem Dafoe. I I I just really do. I've I, you know, it's a movie I've always been kind of curious to see him in, but I have always thought maybe it might not be for me. Um, Spider-Man? good in Antichrist. <laughs> yes, Spider-Man. The t- Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. <laughs> Wait, which was the movie? I missed it. Uh, Antichrist. Antichrist. I'm not even... Let me look that up. I'm not... I'm, I, I'll, I've seen him talk about it in interviews and stuff. You know, he, he was also Jesus in, um, in Martin Scorsese's uh, like I, I forget what it was called, the last days of Jesus or something like that. Really? <laughs> yeah, he played Jesus, and it was it was controversial at the time, but um, I've heard he's really good in that role because of uh, the movie or because it was Willem Dafoe playing Jesus. <laughs> like, like that no, because because the movie depicts him as like you know like a like a flaw like a guy who's just trying to figure it out. Like, oh, okay, okay, that'd be funny. I, I don't know. I'm playing. I'm claiming what it paints him as. I haven't even seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's cool i gotta do a willem dafoe <laughs> i gotta do a little bit of a willem dafoe um <laughs> movie marathon Ooh. yeah he seems like someone to get into oh but yeah i don't know uh you know for, for for a good amount of the movie i didn't think this was in new england i thought the movie took place in australia for some reason what, what? No, I swear to God, I don't know. I think I heard something, or I googled, I misgoogled something. I don't know what it was, but it basically said something regarding like, oh, this film, this movie was filmed on an island like near New Zealand or by Australia, basically, you know, like um, Oceania, like that continent. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I just, I, I just, I just for somebody, I was like, oh, so this is all based in Australia. Like, what, a, what an interesting take, you know, <laughs> like Australia in the late eighteen hundreds. <laughs> But no oh man, but crazy. I, I, ballsy. I, I would say ballsy movie for, for for today's times. But I don't know. Like, is it ballsy by today's standards? Um, I feel like it's getting crazier and crazier. Dude, everything everything's uh, 
not not to make some like statement it's it's all it's all cool and, and whatnot but like there there's some shit that still surprises you you know what i mean like uh um my friend told me about cardi b's most recent single wet ass pussy oh yeah 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 um did you, did you if, listen if, to if, it? If, if there's literally anybody in the world listening to this go listen to it it's it's very entertaining <laughs> I'm sure they've already like if they yeah this is very it was extremely it was, it, popular. Wait, I know because my my friend told me he had a conversation with his mom about it. Oh really? Like the New Yorker recommended this as one of the top new singles. Oh god, that must have been interesting. So to take <laughs> <laughs> like this is some suburban mom listen. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think I've kind of like well, well his his mom his mom's a professor in poetry. Thank you. Oh no. No, I'm interested. I just, I feel like there's still that, like, sort of age barrier, you know, there's, like, that very much so, like, punk mentality with, like, the current rap scene, which is kind of like, oh, fuck you, to the establishment to a sort. I liked it. You know, I think people overhyped it. There was a lot of backlash regarding, like, oh, it's too sexual, or it's too degrading to women, or what, or what have you, which I think was, like, kind of, like, not the point. I think altogether, it would just sort of be like, oh, you know, like, women could be sexy, this, that, and the third. But, but I don't know, I've heard, I've heard some pretty ratchet fucking songs from guys, yeah, yeah. you know, made by men. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, like, problematic in the sense of, like, oh, it's, it's too object, like, you know what I mean? It's, like, way worse shit has been said in, like, systematically in, like, like rap yeah. songs. Well, like, but, any, but any do, other song. Listen to one do. fucking Kiss song, and it's oh, just, yeah, like... Yeah. And then ran away. <laughs> oh my then God. I rocked roll all night. <laughs> I am curious. So I'm curious to see like what the trajectory of music looks like. Uh, there's just been this like resurgence of like alternative pop that I've been kind of getting into, which has been kind of interesting. Ooh, like the big figureheads now are like this group. Oh, like there's like Charlie XCX and this group called the Hundred Gex. Um, I'll, I'll recommend it. It's, it's, it's out there for sure. I, I think it was like, okay. it's like, it's like if music was like a person and, and it, it became like kind of like a rave per like a rave guy, you know, like a rave kid, like somebody who just like lives at festivals, like has like the mm-hmm. million bracelets and is on ecstasy all the time and like exclusively eats like candy. Like that's what <laughs> this genre of music is. It's crazy. It's 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 certainly some of the most like insane music I've ever heard. But like the best way, I I I was a, I was a little I was a little hesitant. I was a little reserved. I had my reservations going into the genre because I'd heard a little bit and I was like I don't know, you know maybe this is too much pop for me. And maybe this is like this is like an overloaded pop. But no, like it it really it really kind of like I kind of got indoctrinated. Like there was just something that clicked and I was just you know like I I, I stand I stand this type of music now. But yeah, but back to the movies. So, so I guess oh, yeah. like <laughs> also, also wait. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get one second. I I got this. Um, how, how, do we want this this these episodes to be a certain length? Do we want like? Do you know what? I think it's just kind of like we just we just ride it out. We just go till we're we, done. We just ride it out, um, man. So if you really, really, really listen to this, this is definitely just turning into us playing. <laughs> Um, but uh, fuck it, we'll, we'll put it out there. You know, we'll put it onto the universe. I made it. I can edit it out if I need to. I can. I. I made a timestamp. Oh uh, no, no, uh, all raw. Just, just, just. It's just real, man. Oh no, edit. Just the. We're uncut, baby. <laughs> we're fucking raw, uncut. This is the live performance. Every show, <laughs> fucking live. Bro, there's definitely like gonna be some psycho shit like that, you know, in the sense that like they have albums from like the eighties or nineties that are remastered and just like the uncut, unedited version. Like they'll have that shit for like podcasts, and it'll just be the most deranged. It'll just be these collections that are like thousands of hours of just raw, like like sound, like documents and shit, just footage. Ninety percent of it will be the normal podcast, but just with like a really annoying fan in the background, uh, or just like a lot of like rustling, just like like just like the shirts moving and stuff. Like then just oh, setting. Dude, should, we, should we try our hand at ASMR? Not right uh, now. Right. Yeah, dude, um, bro, I go down. I go down. One of my internet holes that I go down to is like disenfranchised, like like former hosts of show, and like Bill, oh, no. Bill, Bill O'Reilly's up there. Like I, I, I'll like check in on him every now and then on Twitter or whatever. 
<laughs> obviously don't agree with the guy, but it's just like no, man, obviously. But it's just like I don't know. There's just there's just something weirdly alluring about like that 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 sort of like hyper conservative, just like radio talk show personality, like like uh, like what what are you what are you what are you trying to prove? Is like my like what like you know, right? Uh, no, but let's not get like uh, yeah. I don't know. You think uh, you think you think the the lighthouse is the type of movie that like someone's gonna write an essay on? Like, I wonder what the what the essay is. Oh, like. oh yeah, I, I think so. I think there's I think there's it's one of those movies that I think is very rich in um interpretation and like subtext. And, and you know, it's one of those things too. But I feel like uh, people will be like, oh, it's you know, it's kind of pretentious garbage. Like, I feel like people could say that, but I think it's also like no, it's very. I yeah. pretentious but i i also i also like get that and uh but i think i think it's i think it's something like people would definitely write essays on yeah there was purposeful like metaphors and and like uh it'll, it'll be like it'll be like like a like a, a college film professor who's like a, a little older than us being like hey kids like this is like you want to know like the real shit watch the lighthouse <laughs> yeah the, the, I, th- I think maybe my only critique on it it did at times feel a little unhinged in terms of like i know i know that the plot wasn't necessarily like essential per se just in terms of like it, it feels a little meandering at times yeah yeah i i would say that this is a great movie in terms of just like if you want a, a fantastic character study like like Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson have this as just like an ultimate flex of like oh like this is like me flexing my like my uh, acting muscle you know like like you, I can't be touched you know like this is the type of thing that they would send like real I mean they don't need to send reels to anybody anymore to get a part. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, they're gonna fucking make a real ass film reel. <laughs> send it. Just. Oh. To- no, but yeah, but wait, wait, okay, so to somewhat transition, this movie compared to uh, Hariki, am I, am I mispronouncing it's, it? It's, it's not Hariki, <laughs> it's, 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 it's Hari, Harikiri, Harikiri, my god, I pushed it, this, yeah. I was, you know, and the thing is, like, I was so anxious about saying it too, I was like, I, I, you know, I know I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it properly, and I did the exact opposite, but yeah, you want, you want to introduce this film a little bit? Yeah, I, I think I can do that. And also, um, so, so, uh, Har- so Harakiri I mean, is... We, um, we had already earlier, like, we, we had already butchered the, the, the director and the actor. We're coming back full circle. Harakiri, <laughs> uh, famous Japanese film, 1962. Uh, <laughs> it is, it, I was surprised because I think this is the first kind of, like, very golden era film age Japanese film I'd seen that wasn't Akira Kurosawa. Yeah, I, I, I guess I could I, say I feel like this is cool. Like if like if people are a fan of of you know like sixties Japanese movies or just Japanese like cinema, like uh, if you haven't seen this, definitely go to it. Um, it is about uh, a samurai who walks into uh, a big kind of martial houses uh, estate, and he says. He's poor and he is nothing, and he just wants to commit like, uh, like seppuku or harakiri, which is just when the samurai guy like kills himself. And then slowly throughout the film, um, it reveals like many samurai have been doing this to try to get uh, like charity and pity from the houses. Um, but he claims he's not doing this, and then it tells the story of somebody who did do this, and you slowly learn that these two characters are connected, and. Yeah. Uh, you you very slowly learn through this that he he does have every intention of dying, but you get to see why learn the whole story around it, and it, it it really unfolds in a good way, and it's a really clever framing device because the whole tor- story is just told by him sitting on this mat where he's about to do suicide, and they're just waiting for the executioners to get there, basically. Yeah, this is definitely the movie that made Suicide look the coolest. You know, like I've never. <laughs> All right, I might. I don't know. I, I, maybe I should edit that out. <laughs> no, but can we no, be I, that raw? <laughs> no, but in all intents and purposes, like uh, it definitely got that sense of uh, that mentality as to that sort of like feudal era Japan, like heavy caste system, like honor is everything. Um, 
you know, I, I also thought this was a great movie in terms of just, just embodying and being a great stamp and like time capsule of a certain. Yeah, and, it, and it's good because it's because it it's it's like a direct critique too of yes. the time era it's in. Yes, yes, yes. And, I, and it probably it probably carried more also into like what sixties Jap- Japanese culture was like. But I'm, I'm not an expert in that. Yeah, yeah. I, what, what was the? I think the movie was uh, was framed like uh, it was like the, the, the Edo period. I think. Yeah, I think it said the 1650s. It was the 1600s. Like I remember, it was 1630s. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, what badass movie? Honestly, it was a bit um, slower than I had anticipated, just because I was a little misled by the uh, the graphic or sort of like marketing material. You know, oh yeah, the marketing material makes it look like this like high octane fucking samurai movie, but it it, it really isn't. <laughs> no, no, it's it's great though. I, honestly, it, it, it is. It's known for having some of the best samurai sword fight scenes in like all of movies. Yeah, it only was in like five minutes. Of, like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, they really oversold those five minutes of it, but it was awesome. It was badass, you know. Uh, and all intents and purposes, like, uh, I don't know. It had, it had this sort of, like, murder mystery. It was a little bit of everything. It had, it had like, this, like, melodramatic part. It, it did. It had this, like, very gradual story that unfolded and would answer questions you had as it went. And that's why it's super clever and keeps you engaged, like, the entire two and a half hours. Yeah. And it had a great transition between the arcs of the movie, I'd call them, or, like, the scenes. But but everyone it was distinctive in sort of like the tone. Like for example, the beginning was kind of this like I wouldn't say uplifting, but it was it was this very kind of suave, cool, just like here's what's happening. Yeah, like it's samurai. Kind of, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Samurai, cool. This is a setting, this is a period piece, like let's get into it. And then it transitions into this sort of like intense, like interrogatory, like type, like almost mafioso, where it's like, oh, like they're talking down to the samurai, but he's like being all badass. You know, and just being like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you know? which is which is kind of cool because it, it does it it very slowly unravels like like what he says like this kind of shroud of like oh we're all about like honor and a code but really like no one actually it's all like like and about you, and, and you believe it at first. At it. I, I would say that um, at least for me, I towards like the beginning of the movie within the context of the setting and sort of like the the the, the rules and, and the period that they were kind of depicting. You were like, oh, well, these, this, this house is, was totally in the right. Like, they showed this previous guy who they'd said the story about, you know, like, like I mean, the guy was totally meant to die. Like, this guy was trying to disrespect it. And then, and then it sort of gets you, it hooks you in that. And then it's like, oh, like, this is why you're a piece of shit because you believe this. Yeah, and it's like, and it's like, and it's like it, it paints it and you're like, oh, well, this was the age and this is what people thought. And then the movie's like, yeah, and it's super fucked up that it was like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, but crazy, crazy. I would have hate. I, I, I don't know. I, I think uh, I'm too much. I'm too much of a bitch to have lived. Like, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think either of us would have made it in like a like a feudal system. <laughs> oh, okay. So, fuck. I'm, I'm. I'm Harakiri. So Harakiri, the name of the titular like uh, word, which is like mm, the name titular. of the movie. Yeah, titular. But that was uh, that was referencing like just the cutting, like the act of actual. Cu- I, 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 maybe I'm making this up. Nobody's gonna correct me, really. But you know, it's it's within the same spirit. But it's basically just referring to the act of actually coming, cutting one's abdomen. I don't know if, if oneself, but se- sekupu is that is that when you like do it halfway and then somebody else? No, I I believe I was googling this. I believe they're the same thing. It's just two different terms for it. Oh, okay. I, I I think harakiri is actually a more uh, antiquated well, term. Okay. I'd say someone correct me, but who the fuck's gonna listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the, the only person who listens to this is like uh, a professor of like feudal era, like, <laughs> of <laughs> Japanese cinema. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, actually, I actually knew someone who studied like uh, Asian, like like history with like Asian, uh, like a focus in, in I think uh, like the Asian continent. I don't know. It was interesting. It was cool. Are you saying he was an Asian studies major? I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to link up with. But that was basically, I don't know. He, he always tell me some crazy shit, you know? I don't know. I'd be like, wow, I guess I really know. I don't know that much about, you know, the Eastern culture, you know? But yeah, but yeah. Speaking of podcasts as a whole, it's got to be, it's got to be pretty crazy to have like um, a semi-successful one with a following and talking about like, 
I don't know, like politics. Wait, can you hear me, David? Yeah, I can hear you. Sorry, I was, t- I was taking, a sip. taking a sip. Oh, no, no, no worries, no worries. But um, I don't know, I don't know. Like at some level, I feel like the pressure, when does the pressure like come on? You know, like how many viewers, I feel like it's just one viewer. If you know one person's listening in, you, you kind of get a little weirded out. Unless it's like, you know. I've, I feel like one person is, is, is worse than yeah. like. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, like if there were if there were like a loose a loose thirteen, I'd be like, those are just like thirteen schmoes who tried something. But like yeah, one, yeah. <laughs> like if it was always one guy, you'd be like, no, that one dude's like a stalker. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, yo, no, I mean, if this is don't one listen, dude, don't listen, one guy, keep, keep listening. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If you're don't, that one guy, stop. we'll have a Patreon soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We go, we go, we like invest way too much money into this. Like we're like, oh, bro, like this is totally gonna work, man. Like, bro, you're making it seem like we have very low production budget. We can't. We gotta keep the illusion up. <laughs> no, I mean I've only invested like what, like twenty k into the studio. <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, do you do you listen to any podcasts? I know we're we're trying to make one, but do you actually go about listening to any? Yeah, that's yeah, I do. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of why I had the idea. <laughs> oh, what do you what do you listen to? I don't think I've asked you really intensely. I listen. Oh my god. Oh my god. All right. So so if if anyone Dude, hears, I I, I, I hope you know to. they're all gonna listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually had the idea kind of for the sh- uh, in the sense of like we kind of like both watch or, or read or, or or you know listen to something and then we kind of do a little research on it and talk about it from um there's something called the hp lovecraft literary podcast where yeah. they go through all of the hp lovecraft stories but they also do just a lot of weird fiction stories where they just do that they each read it um they sometimes have like a special guest reader who does like you know some spooky voices and uh <laughs> just do some research and then, like talk about it and stuff that's cool. You know what? I feel like, um, and, then, and then I also i i listen to like uh, i listen to like a D and D podcast and like the Scrubs we watch podcast and like a few a few oh. other things here and there. That's cool. Wait, wait. You weren't were you were you saying? Were you? I'm sorry, I missed that point. Were you recommending we do like having guest storytellers, like someone read our like stories on the podcast? <laughs> I, I feel like that's that's more than we can commit. To. Like, what are we gonna have to read? <laughs> Dude, I, I was gonna say I, I might feel a little self conscious, honestly. Like, if I just like don't read well, you know, like maybe right? I, I <laughs> like I feel like when the pressure's on, I feel I'm, like, like he would do like a lot of takes though, and then they would take one. You know, what I mean? I'd hope so. He's just a badass at this point. Oh, fuck it, we'll do it live. Just a lot live reading that takes balls but um but yeah i mean mean, that's every musician who has to perform live right Uh, that's true and you have to do it like nice i mean i guess you have to do it nice too but they have to do like (laughs) they have to do like a type of like singing you know like oh you know like a type of enunciation oh that's crazy i don't know i feel like the the performer musician lifestyle to me has greatly diminished in uh in terms of like how appealing it seems like just just seeing all like the documentaries i've seen of people on tours um yeah you think it's gonna be like fun and and i feel like every musician or like or like comedian and stuff they're like yeah it's like fun but like touring is also kind of grueling yeah um i'm not proud of it but i'm also not not proud of it but i was pretty bored and i watched the the motley crew a biopic on netflix oh the dirt (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah How was it? um it was it was um weirdly like enjoyable because it, ha- it it filled this void or like this this want that i had to watch like an early 2000s movie but like you know like it was just that like oh like they just like it's so formulaic. Like you know exactly what's gonna happen. You know how it's gonna end. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's 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 like the biopic. Like, like shit. yeah, it's, the, it's, the it's, rise, the the peak, the fall from grace, and then like the but like, but, but so quintessentially like two thousand in terms of like the over sexualization, but like in like the sense that it was just so like. I guess white in some ways, like just like oh, oh like like the fast. way like Fast and Furious does it, like yeah, 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 yeah. But but the very and, specific yeah. type. Fast and Furious has like at least like some diversity in its cast, you know. Like this was complete, like it's like a very just like Caucasian movie, but like uh, in the sense that I don't know, 
like the like Nickelback. Like it, like I, I honestly like like I, I would watch a Nickelback <laughs> biopic if they made one. <laughs> no, my goodness, I don't even know. That was that was a weird tangent I went on, but uh, but no, it was enjoyable. It wasn't a great movie. It was actually probably a pretty bad movie if you were to look at it critique like critically. Um, but, uh, but there is just something that like, if it just marked off some boxes, I was like, you know what, like, this is just a cool movie to watch and not, and not to think, you just kind of turn off your brain. Yeah, um, we, 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 you know what, here at this currently untitled podcast, we don't, we don't sort by, uh, by things like necessarily cinematic quality. We're like, if, if we had a good time, you know, that's, that's, it's a, that's a good time. There's something to be said. For a yeah, movie that no, no. I haven't have a good time and and be unique. I I met people that have and they're always sad. You know, I don't want to be that. Right, person. they are. They're like, uh, and you're just like, it's not that serious. <laughs> it's cool, dude. Do you have a Do you have a guilty pleasure movie? Ooh, um, I feel like I ha I I have a better one. But that I can't currently remember. Would you, would you, <laughs> you just remember. But oh, I definitely, yeah. I definitely, one I just showed to friends was um, Xanadu. Oh, I don't even know if I'm, I'm familiar with Xanadu. Xanadu is 1979, um, kind of the beginning of like the roller disco era or like kind of the end. I'm not positive because 1979 is really late disco game, but I think it was the beginning yeah. of some roller skate stuff. I'm looking. I'm looking at it right now. It looks awesome. It looks. It looks very seventy. It's Olivia Newton-John. It's um Gene Kelly. It's some dude who was in uh the the oh my god the Rebels movie. I forget the fucking movie. But if you look him up, you'll find it. Um, the whole thing is a musical. Uh, the entire soundtrack, almost except for a few songs, is Electric Lights Orchestra. Uh, oh wow! Olivia Newton-John. Plays one of the Greek muses who comes down to this this artist, and he's just a guy. And he, his job is he paints and enlarges album covers for like commercial use, like in record stores. And he wants to like make his own art, and he has no ideas. He's like, oh, I, I don't have anything. And then this, you know, this muse Olivia Newton-John comes down, and then like they have this really weird, awkward relationship because it's it's a really weird and awkward movie. Um, and then he's like, oh, and then he meets Gene Kelly's character. who's like this old rich jazz musician. And he's like, I'm going to start this club with him and we're going to call it. And then Olivia Newton-John's like, Xanadu. <laughs> that sounds fun. And uh, then, and then he and the muse fall in love and there's music. And then, you know, I'm not going to spoil the ending, but it's, it's a love story. Okay, I- there's. I don't want to spoil it, but also Don Bluth helped make a section of this movie. Just if anyone knows who Don Bluth is, you'll be pleased. Well, I guess that would just be me, right? I I, I don't know who. Yeah, I, you know, I I I really have to be better with names. I'm so bad with like remembering like artists or directors' names for the most part. He, he's a he he's a. I won't say where, but there there's like out of nowhere, there's like this animated sequence in the movie, and Don Bluth is a. Uh, he he was an old Disney animator, but he also helped make uh, like the Secret of Nim, Anastasia, uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Like those are all Don Bluth movies. Wow! Oh my god, that sounds beautiful. With like disco. <laughs> yeah, with an ELO song, and it's fucking. Yeah, cool. that sounds awesome. Shit, I might have to look that up right now after we're done with this. Yeah. Dude, if you have uh, access to HBO Max, it is on there. You know my. Uh... My guilty pleasure was a uh, Cool Runnings, that a uh, Jamaican bobsled. Oh, I I have not seen it, but I've been meaning to. I've heard that's pretty good. It is. I I mean, I also haven't seen it in like probably like ten years, but <laughs> but that was a that was a movie I was obsessed with as a kid for some odd reason. I don't know what it was, but it just enthralled me. You know, <laughs> there's something that's so gratifying to me. I've I've always been a sucker for those like cheesy underdog, you know, like movies. I feel that, you know, like that kind of anime tropey, you know, like I, I would eat a Naruto up like as a kid, like nothing. Oh, dude, know? same. <laughs> oh, yo, I think that I think I saw there was like this documentary on 
like the professional Rubik's Cube circuit. Oh, oh, I saw it. I saw like, it. it, was, oh, it was, I want to watch it. It looks super yeah. interesting. The, 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 the number one, like, uh, it was actually a beautiful movie. I, I actually thought it was very heartfelt. Um, the current number one, it, it, it revolves heavily on, um, like, the current number one player's sort of, like, struggles because he's uh, autistic. So it's sort of a, like this family-oriented movie regarding his parents and, and, and how, they, uh, how, how they encourage his kid. It was, it was actually a, a really beautiful film on, like, parenting and just sort of, like, a family relationship. I don't know. I, I I didn't expect to get as emotional as I did watching this chess play, like 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 best number one chess player documentary on Netflix. But yeah, I almost cried. I got pretty close to it. I think I would have if like I had been a little sadder. If well, I had a little bit, I... <laughs> like if, I, if, my, if my day would have been slightly shittier, I might have cried. <laughs> if I saw one fucking squirrel get hit by a car, yeah. it would set me over. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, I I think I think on that that emotional note, I I I, I that's the recommendation, that's of, recommendation? Of, of the episode. Other than the two movies we talked about, watch uh, this Rubik's Cube documentary whose name is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you got this, dude! It's an alley oop. Uh, uh, I'll tell you right now. I, I can edit this out of the, the, the speed cubers. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, that's what it is. The speed cubers. Okay, speed cubers. Oh, dude, you know what it is? I uh, I'm a I'm too good of a human. I uh, I, I change my browser on my uh, on my search engine on on my browser to be Ecosia. You know what Ecosia is? That like uh, no. green. It's this green search engine. Oh, yo! By the way, this uh, this podcast is sponsored by Ecosia. But um, and, and also uh, uh, packs. Yeah, and packs. Yeah, heavy, heavy, heavy emphasis on the packs. But oh uh, but packs, please fucking hit us up. With this <laughs> show. But it comes is essentially the search engine where all the ad revenue is supposed to go towards planting trees. So it, huh? it's yeah. So like every search you do, um, go and I think it's like after I can't remember how many it was. It was like every fifteen searches is like enough ad revenue to like plant one tree. So it's like you feel it's like a, a cheap way to make you feel like a better person, you know? Because like I look at I look at like the little like corner, like the upper right hand corner of the search engine, and it's like tells me how many searches I've done that I like how many pl- like trees have been planted because of the number of searches that I've done. And I'm like, oh man, like what are you fucking doing? Like how are you saving the planet? Like I have I have over two hundred I have two hundred plus trees planted, you know, under my. <laughs> this is what this is what America needs. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Um, kind of going on that hold, I really do think that, like, uh, I don't know, unless you make some sort of dra- drastic shift politically in terms of, like, uh, the general philosophy of our country, like, in terms of, like, it's, like, capitalistic tendencies, like, uh, just making, like, green efficiency, like, stuff like that cool and marketing it well, and just making, like, the consumer feel, like, good about their purchase is, like, the way to go in terms of, like, viable ways of saving the planet. But we don't have to talk about that right now. That's not what this podcast is about. We, yeah, we... we... <laughs> Bill O'Reilly, we might check up on you, but don't you fucking add us. But but yeah. Ultimately, this has been a fun experience. Um hopefully there's something we can continue. Yeah. I'll I, I, so I'll 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 see what I can do with this and then get something together and maybe I can show you and then maybe we can think about what to watch for the next one. Maybe it'll be hands on a hard body. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe it will be hands on a hard body. I really uh, like. If that I can movie. get onto it, so just just as a teaser. If we do, <laughs> uh, hands on a hard body is a documentary about um, one of those contests where uh, you have to hold your hand on like a truck, and the last one standing wins. But it's from like it's from like 1973 or something like that in like Texas, and I saw the trailer, and it looked like it got kind of crazy and pretty interesting. It did. You know who 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 um It was also made into a musical? I saw that on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, they did make it into a musical. Not a successful one. It didn't really I don't think it got a lot of praise. <laughs> but um uh it was actually Tarantino. It was like on his list of Oh, I remember I, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I'm assuming that's how my friend found it because he recommended it to me and then I was like, How did he find this movie? And I was like, Oh, that's probably how I found it, you know. So just in, just in case anyone listening to this thinks we're full of shit, Tar- Tarantino. 
Yeah, he apparently says he's like it's like one of the best documentaries he's ever seen. Which I will validate ourselves through someone more successful. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a you know simple appeal to authority here. You know, it's the best form of <laughs> argument. It's the easiest one. <laughs> I'm the president. No, but uh... <laughs> and and cut. <laughs> and cut. All right, bye guys. Talk to you soon. Oh, I'm not gonna talk to you. I guess I'll talk no, to you yeah, soon. Yeah. All right. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Uh, wait. Are we cutting it like this? Is it, is it gonna be ending? I was like joking. Are we gonna do like an outro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think we. Uh, I, I. I. don't know. Do podcasts have outros? I mean, typically, I feel like it'll just kind of cut, right. and they'll have like a pre-recorded outro. It'll be like. Thanks uh, for maybe maybe maybe, like, maybe I can make something. Maybe how many seconds of a song can I put in to guaranteed we don't get sued? Like a second. <laughs> Like yeah. I think before before the full sequence of like the chord progression ends, like I, maybe like like if you get like the first two like chords of a four chord progression, maybe that's good. You know, I don't all know. right. Well, you know what? We'll we'll see. We can probably get away with a little bit more. Uh, I mean, we're not in the public eye, really. You know, <laughs> we just get public record. You know, like music that's in the public domain. So just 1920 like backwards. What's it? <laughs> <laughs> We'll just, we'll just get like the craziest classical, like the first ever pop song, like or, or, or quote unquote pop song. You know, it's probably like. Right, well, well, if anyone's listening, if I if I can't get the song I want in here, uh, you'll you'll be hearing ragtime probably. Yeah. <laughs> or oh, actually, happy birthdays. Uh, I think didn't they try and license it? Is wasn't there like a whole debacle? No, the beat. The Paul McCartney actually owns that. Oh, never mind. The Beatles bought the the Beatles bought the rights to the birthday song when they did their, you know, like you said your birthday, like wow. That's how it goes. I I kind of forget. But yeah, they bought they bought the rights to the the birthday song. Oh, I knew there was something related to the happy birthday song that was just like of interest. I don't know what it was exactly. And before but... that, it was like an old lady or something for like a really long time. Ah. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's I don't know. I guess it's weirdly uh Almost evil. <laughs> it's just like there's no way of saying like I own the rights to the Happy Birthday song. Like there's no way of saying that without that like an asshole. But on that note, <laughs> maybe that's just like our form of like protest. Like we just play a Happy Birthday at the end of every single one of our podcasts. And Paul McCartney won't get a fucking set from me. <laughs> Come and get me, Paul. No, yeah, but uh, Paul, but Paul, 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 Paul. If you want to be a guest, like, just... oh, that'd be crazy. You know, I I've seen some of his interviews. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm not going to talk. You know, I'm on the off. Like, don't talk about it. In case we get him. In case we get him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would love to talk. I'm a big fan of his music. I'm actually. If, if we're going to be know, successful, we have to. If we're going to be successful, we have to be extremely neutral to celebrities. Yeah. No, but I do like. I like. Uh, I actually have. Um, the, like a, a chord book a chord like uh it's like a beatles kind of like um tab book like tabs on all mm-hmm. their songs like guitar tabs so that's how i've been learning or practicing guitar that's just something i picked up recently so Ooh. i'm a fan yeah anyway that's not something that you probably like the listeners you know if there are any listeners at this point if you're listening at this point you're the shit like you're awesome you know <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> And this, I, I, this is what you were waiting. You stuck it through nearly an hour, and we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna thank you. Yeah, uh, you know the the the, the you. Uh, I remember I took a class regarding like the different types of um of needs uh or sort of like what it is that 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 like different types of media or type of types of movies or podcasts like what type of like uh, f- like needs or feelings they fulfill. Like uh, podcasts, I think are pretty high up there outside of just information, just for like a sense of companionship. So, I you know, I, I hope, I hope uh, if anybody's listening to this, they feel good and welcomed. As, as uh, you know, especially now. Especially now, yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Unless we it's Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought we said, I would love, you know, honestly, if we could get Bill O'Reilly on this podcast, like, oh I'd take God. it. Dude, I don't, I, I feel I like don't, take it but i don't it won't go well i'd be crazy i i lose my mind i don't even know what to talk about I, Dude, you know we'll, you know what we'll try to get bill what the fuck is bill up to anyways like yo i don't know no we can't have bill bill fucking bill fucking assaulted people <laughs> <laughs> what are we saying oh did he oh yeah you're right he did that's right i forgot about that 
I forgot. We both, we both like forgot for a hot day. <laughs> yeah. No, but still, I, I mean, I still think like it'd be interesting to have him. Uh, like, as this is a story, you know, it's like it's a weird cultural like just figure. I don't know. There's like a there's like a sick fascination I feel with like these kind of like counter. I don't know. Is he counterculture? Is Bill O'Reilly counterculture now? I hope not. Right. That's crazy. That's crazy how the idea of counterculture, because I, I feel like far right counterculture was kind of a thing. You know, like when the punks used to like have like swastikas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. I mean, people don't talk about I read, that. I read an interesting. Uh, I read an interesting comic that was kind of centralized around like the racism in the punk scene of like nineties uh, LA. Real interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think people like at times depict a lot of like the punk artists as sort of these like. I don't know, like uh, misunderstood, kind souls, which maybe some of them were, but uh, there's a lot of anger there too. I- I'm assuming I'm not. I'm not. I was never part of the scene, nor was I born. No, anytime tell your story. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, regardless, um, but yeah, fuck racists, you know. Yes. Yeah, let's end on that note. <laughs> <laughs> you- <right>. Unity. <laughs> And just cut out to happy birthday playing. <laughs> this is the ending. Thank you right, for listening. Right. Thank you for listening. Uh, there may or may not be an outro about to play, uh, depending on how skilled Probably I find not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, don't. <laughs> this is the outro. But I want. I want to say. I want to say agitatedly now. Like now, it's gonna be there, but it probably won't be. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but yeah this has been a great exercise of like um just sort of this like communication like building up our podcast conversational muscle you yeah know, i feel it's, like you it's do good this talking with you too yeah yeah it's been nice it's been nice you know i feel like uh you know you're so you're somewhat cognizant of the fact that it's being recorded and that it may or may not be shown to someone or be heard by someone else but otherwise, you know, I, I, I'm pleased with, like, the way I felt. I don't know how, how when we hear this back, it's going to sound, but I felt good. You know, I, I, had a, I enjoyed myself. So thank you, David. Oh. I enjoyed this, too. I said your name. I said your name. You, we said our names at the beginning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I just laughed and farted. But we cut that out. <laughs> well, now now we'll, leave, we'll leave on that. Okay, bye. All right. Bye. Hi, this is David. Uh, just like to thank you for listening to the first episode of the High Art Podcast. And I would like to mention for legal reasons that we are not actually sponsored by Ecosia or PAX, but would love a sponsorship from either or both. If they're ever to reach out to us, that would be fantastic. Hit us up. Um, I would also like to say that uh, Bill O'Reilly Uh, Neither of us would ever like you on this podcast. You're an awful man, and we don't want you. Uh, I would also like to say that uh, hopefully we'll have another episode coming uh, in about a month. Uh, We'll see what happens. But uh, we had a lot of fun, so hopefully we'll continue doing this. Uh, Have a good one, and goodbye.